developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Good afternoon and welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz and today, very special guest joining me. Uh, she has been in the Winter Olympics once before and she just got named to the Winter Olympics again. Brooke Voigt, born and raised in Fort McMurray. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Okay, so I always like to get to know uh, the person before we hop into all the, the juicy stuff. So did I get that right? You are born and raised right here in Fort McMurray? Yes. And, and my parents were raised in McMurray as well. Okay, so it's all throughout the family because a lot of people come and go from this area. So I always like to see like who's actually from here and who's kind of a transplant. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Do you take pride in born and raised up here? Absolutely. I love the community and uh, it is the place who raised me. <laughs> so growing up, Brooke, uh, what did you like to do? Was it always snowboarding or did that come a little later on? Uh, I've always loved sports. I always did all the, all like the sports and such. And uh, I was always, yeah, I was just always doing sports. So we, I grew up out in Sapphire Creek. And so the proximity to Vista Ridge um, was huge, I think, in me coming to love that sport more than the others. <laughs> No, that totally makes sense. Oh, another question I wanted to, to ask you right off the, the hop, right off the bat. Uh, where are we catching you right now? Are you in uh, if, Are you in the area? Are you at like a training site kind of thing? Are you getting ready for the Olympics coming up? Yeah, I'm at a training camp up in Whistler. Oh, very cool. What's Whistler like right now? Um, this is our first day. It looks like the sun's kind of peeking through, but it's been a pretty uh, overcast week, which has made for some complicated training conditions. Oh, boy. Yeah. So when when do you officially head out to Beijing? We head out on the 29th of January. Oh, very exciting. Very exciting. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, I wanted to... Uh, that was one of the first questions I wanted to ask, but I completely forgot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so when you compete, like, say, around the world in Canada, wherever... Say whatever competition you're doing, and... and people find out you're from Fort McMurray or you say you're from the area, are they shocked? Do they just treat it as it is? Or is there no reaction at all? Yeah, a lot of times people are shocked or they ask like um, where I grew up riding in McMurray. And, but I think a lot of people are shocked. Like anyone who's from McMurray, has, I think has experienced the shock from other people when you say you're from there because a lot of people just think it's oil sands and no one actually like lives there and there's no community is kind of the re reaction I get a lot. <laughs> so I think it's similar to what a lot of people experience uh, as far as just like shock that there is that community and people live there and it's not only about oil. 
Yeah, no, I uh, I totally understand. I, I grew up in uh, Regina, Saskatchewan, and Mark McMorris is from there. And so when I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like you take pride in the people that are kind of from your area. I'm like, yeah, there's a gold medalist like from, from Regina. Like what? People do winter sports other than hockey in the prairies? I'm like, yeah. So I feel like it's the same around here. We're, like you were just saying with the oil it's like what people do something other than like oil and gas yeah yeah no mark and i uh were the same age and we kind of grew up competing together and he and i were the two kids like from the prairies <laughs> <laughs> well not that i'm from the prairies but we were kind of he's from the prairies and i was from mcmurray and everyone was really confused as to why we were there <laughs> yeah no it's it's so true that's so cool so uh where so you, you said sapray creek vista ridge i'm guessing that's where you learned to do all the snowboarding Mm-hmm. yeah and did you have like any mentors or was it all just like you goofing around and being like okay this is kind of fun oh no i had uh, a huge group of friends that i grew up riding with and because uh, when I started snowboarding, it wasn't in the Olympics. It was just something I did recreationally or like any kid, like you don't start a sport so you can become, <laughs> so you can go to the highest level kind of thing. You do it because you enjoy it to start with. And uh, yeah, no, I had tons of friends who um, just made the day-to-day like so much fun that uh, the progression kind of came uh, along with that. I think, I think the, um, the, uh, the fact that it wasn't like an organized sport made it so that I progressed more because it wasn't, I don't know, there was no, not that there was no, the pressures weren't there, I guess, or I just got to progress because I loved it and not, there was no like getting somewhere with, well, you could get to places with snowboarding and you could film a video part and you can do a bunch of stuff and you could become a professional, but it's very different type of, environment when you're doing a sport like that versus i don't know something that was i guess in the olympics at the time no it's totally understand it's a just um i guess the style it's just a lot more free it seems and like you can kind of be with yourself and like jet let like let loose i guess you could say yeah yeah i've got friends in other sports and they're like you get to decide if you do that event or not. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do it. And like, <laughs> for like whatever reasons, like obviously they're never, they're good reasonings usually. Um, or like, yeah, no, I want to do that event. And they're like, but your coach didn't think that you should. And I'm like, no, but this is what I think is best for me. And I'm always going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. So when did you start and when did it kind of hit you that you noticed you were kind of excelling at it and you could like maybe possibly take it to the next step, which you obviously did. Yeah, I didn't have a very good gauge of it when I was younger because my group of friends that I um, snowboarded with were all quite a bit older than me. Um, So I was always the worst of the bunch. (laughs) But But what I didn't realize was that I was doing pretty good for my age. But I was, yeah, I was so much younger that I was trying to keep up with this, like, older group of, like, more uh, experienced and skilled riders. And I think that, in turn, worked to my advantage because when I was, did my first contest, like, outside of McMurray, I was against people my own age and my own gender. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) I think I could do pretty good here. But I was, like, completely oblivious. There's was this riding with uh, friends on the weekends who were, yeah, again, older than me and mostly guys. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. 
And so you're you're competing. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're you're competing in a uh, slope style and big air, I believe, is what I read. Do you have a preferred, or do you like them both equally? I prefer slope style. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Like I don't love big air, but then I did have one season. Um, like pre-pandemic because we actually haven't done so many events um, with the pandemic around. So the last year before the pandemic, I had way more big air results. Like I was podiuming at a bunch of the big airs. And I was like, what is happening? Like, this is not my, this is not my department. <laughs> just naturally <laughs> and, uh, crushing it in big air. Yeah. Yeah. It was just weird. It was like a bit of a, a mind game or whatever. I, I don't know. I, yeah, it was really, really funny actually. <laughs> But um, I prefer slope style, but everything changes season to season, like depending on how everything is coming together, like my big air mindset and uh, trick selection or whatever it might be could end up being stronger that season, just depending on how my lead up and practice has been going versus um, slope style is really challenging because there's so much to... um, put together there's oh yeah there's there's big air you got one trick and you've got to do it like as best you can and in a slope style you've got to do like seven tricks in a row at least and they're all your hardest tricks and you've got to execute them perfectly I actually prefer that usually but honestly I don't know (laughs) I can't decide I think I like slow style better, but sometimes it doesn't go that way. Once again, joined by Brooke Voigt. Born and raised Fort McMurray, she is off to her second Olympics in Beijing. She's representing uh, Canada in the snowboarding category for both slope style and big air. Going to catch up with her. Just going to take our first break. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Kreitz. Joined with now two-time Olympian Brooke Voigt, born and raised in Fort McMurray for the snowboarding, slope style, and big air. I want to go back to to 2018, your very first Olympics, uh, Pyeongchang. What was it like qualifying for that? Like, what did you all have to do to qualify the process of events? Was there like 10, 20 of them, and you had to score certain ways? Yeah, that hands down was probably my most stressful experience of my entire life. (laughs) But, um... That was a year and a half qualification process where we're doing big air and slope style events. And um, what you need to do is you need to maintain in the top, I think it was the top 24 women of the world. You have to stay, you have to keep your rank up. You have to get into that 24 and then you have to maintain that. And they let more than 24 women into events. So the chances of you shifting around and moving outside the bubble was um, very possible. So you had to do that. You had to maintain. And then um, on top of that's the, like the global uh, qualification criteria. And then on top of that, there's like a Canadian specific qualification criteria. So first of all, you've got to make sure you get into the top 24 women in the world. And then, Canada had their own requirements, which for that year, 
I'm trying to remember what they were because they changed. Um, it was probably like you needed a certain uh, you needed a certain result. I think it was probably like a top one third of the field. So if there was like thirty girls in an event, you needed a top ten or something like that. Wow. Um, but there was usually often a lot more than thirty women. I think. So and sometimes maybe you needed that for slope style and big air. I'm not sure. And uh, everyone is trying to, every country has their own specific criteria. And you need to, like, you need to not only qualify through the world rankings, but then you need to qualify for your specific country's criteria. Wow. Yeah, and then also, like, your your fellow teammates, just because you open an Olympic quota spot for Canada doesn't mean it's yours to take. You need to meet the Canadian criteria, but then if, like, say all of your teammates meet the Olympic criteria, they then go into, like, another selection process to decide who gets that quota spot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if, uh, like you were saying, the competition within the country is almost just as competitive as, like, the global competition itself? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, like, let's go back to that time then. And then you're representing Canada. You're representing Fort McMurray. You're at your first Olympics. You just went through, like, the most stressful time of your life. Do you remember that feeling when they're just like, hey, you know what? We want you. What was that like? <laughs> you would think you'd be relieved, but <laughs> we still had to train and snowboard to prepare for the Olympics. So even once you're, like, formally selected as a team, you're still not guaranteed to go because you need to stay healthy. You need to keep training at a, like a, uh, for an extreme sport, but also maintain your health so that you can compete. <laughs> yeah. And then you need to get on the plane. You need to get there. And then you need to go through practice for the event itself and, again, stay healthy so that you can compete. So <laughs> I thought I would be relieved. Uh, and I got, felt one step closer once I sat on the plane, <laughs> but I still didn't feel relieved until I got through my first, um, my got through practice of my first event. Oh, I can't even imagine now that you like kind yeah. of put it in those terms. You're like, yeah, you know what? Cause every time you take a run down like the hill, you got to make it through kind of, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, so I, I thought I would be relieved, and I remember the moment I sat on the plane, Yeah, and I kept thinking that that would be the moment that I felt good, <laughs> and, and like, content and comfortable, and that was not the case. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there were, I did have fellow um, uh, competitors who got hurt in practice at the Olympics and couldn't compete, and there, there it all goes, you know? Oh. That's crushing just to go through, like you were kind of explaining it, and then for that to happen at the very last step. Yeah. 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 So there is no relief. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so qualifying for Beijing, you went through the whole process. Um, what did you learn from then? Did you apply anything to qualifying this go around now obviously things were just bouncing off the walls for the past two years with covid but could you apply some things that you learned from last time towards this go around i wouldn't say so i mean i i learned to be a better competitor every year i feel like um just in general but this qualification process i definitely at least i understood it in a lot more depth well i, I understood it really well last time around but i knew what i was getting into before we even started 
But um, this qualification process was just, it doesn't compare. Like, they're both very stressful, and but in very, very different ways. Uh, most of this time stress around was just the pandemic and lack of opportunity to, to train in the snowboard. Once again, joined with Brooke Voigt, born and raised Fort McMurray. She is off to her second Winter Olympics in Beijing for slopestyle and big air in the snowboarding category. Going to take our second break, and then we'll hop right back into it. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Kreitz. I'm joined with Brooke Voigt, born and raised in Fort McMurray. She is off to her second Olympics uh, over in Beijing. She's going to be doing slope style and big air in the snowboarding category. When, when people... Um, say you're an Olympic athlete. What does that mean to you? Do you take like pride in that? Um, yeah, for sure. I think um, just, I mean, just knowing what I, I don't like go about and tell people how hard it was to qualify or whatever, but, um, well, unless I'm asked, but um, just myself, I don't think anybody will really understand how difficult that journey was for me the first time around. And so I take a lot of pride in uh, getting to the Olympics for sure. Yeah, yeah. Very humble. If you need a hype man, I'll, I'll pleasantly <laughs> uh, tell everyone that you're one of the best in the world. No, no worries oh. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what kind of goals do you have for this year? Do you set like big goals, kind of short-term goals, anything of that range, or are you just like, you know what, whatever happens? Um, typically. Yeah, like I've had like a game plan in my head of what I what events I want to do, where I want to be uh, standing, and like and all that. What kind of how many podiums or where? You, sometimes it's not even podium based. Sometimes it's more just like personal um, trick based goals and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, the last year and a half or so, it's like pretty impossible to not impossible to set goals but just like our we have had a very little opportunity to uh i feel like practice competing and just like doing our sports and there's challenges just like everyone else and every other and, and every job right now like there's so many extra challenges for people to deal with and uh so it's been a lot harder to set uh goals because you don't know what to you don't know what you're what you're doing next week for us like we don't really know an event could get canceled we've been we've gone to europe for events like last season and got locked away in hotel rooms for like weeks and we couldn't snowboard not allowed to compete like all that kind of stuff so you just don't really it's a bit harder to be setting goals right now no kidding wow yeah um, I wanted to compare the type of competition. So, like, you've competed in X Games. Uh, I believe you've even medaled in the X Games as well. What's yeah. what's the uh, kind of the vibe difference compared, like, say, X Games to, like, a World Cup to a World Champion, Olympics? How do they, like, differ? Are they all the same, just super intense, or is something, like, more chill and fun? Um, well, there's definitely a different vibe. I would still relate, like, even though um, the Olympics is, uh, a lot more is a lot bigger deal. I does feel more like a World Cup in a sense because 
it's all the same people that like um it's it's this so we know all the staff and everyone or that's there and i remember the last time i went to the olympics it was like i was like oh my god what is that going to be like being at the olympics like that's going to be crazy and then i showed up and i was like oh like these are all the this is everybody i know like this is the same as like it's all i don't know it's like i was expecting to have different competitors or something i don't know (laughs) like you kind of just like have this like big idea because it is a big deal i just i thought that it was going to be so such a different environment but it's the same people i see everywhere i go riders and staff included and the coaches from the other countries my coaches so the environment's really familiar (laughs) and i just remember being like I'm like, Brooke, what were you thinking? Like, what did you expect? Like, different people here? <laughs> <laughs> people that you never even heard of. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's true. Um, yeah, and then X Games is, like, um, a different vibe because there's, like, a different environment, different staff, even different just, like, banners and, like, um, uh, sponsors. Like, weird, like, just the, the visual environment is just different and the field is a lot more... Uh, a lot more, a lot smaller with uh, uh, really heavy competition, but like, uh, you know, only the best of the best kind of thing. So it's like, I don't know. X Games just always seems like such a, like a, a party whenever you see it on the television. You're just like, yeah, that's where I want to go next. Yeah, it is. Uh, it would have been. For us, it was, oh, I guess we did have some fun for sure, but it was like the pandemic was just starting. No one really knew what was going on. So they were like, they didn't really know how to deal with it. They were like, okay, like, if someone lands their run at the bottom, like, don't hug them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just like stay away, which nobody really listened to because no one knew the severity of what was going on. And then it was like, yeah, you should like use hand sanitizer sometimes. And there was like, it was like we were starting to get a feel for what was happening, but, and there was like some rules being implemented because Norway, it was X Games Norway and they were maybe going to like shut down the event. And then they were like, we're going to have spectators. And they're like, no, we're not going to have spectators. (laughs) (laughs) There was like, it was the very beginning when no one really knew what we were in for. Yeah. Um, how would you say you get, you get pumped up for when you're about to go on a run? Like what's in your ears? Are you listening to anything? Do you got music podcasts? Or are you just like in your own thoughts with silence? Um, honestly, it depends how practice went. Um, if I'm, I don't know, like sometimes, uh, my adrenaline picks up, uh, after practice or if I didn't have a very good practice, sometimes I can be like almost emotionless and so sometimes i play music if i'm too fired up i'll usually play something like super mellow uh for my first run to kind of uh level me out a little bit and uh if i feel like i need like more energy i'll usually put on something that's a little more fast-paced nice uh what, what about favorite foods what say like you're off a training program anything like that what are you diving into you're like you know what this is what i deserve this is what i need I don't know. I like sushi. <laughs> I think sushi is like huge in snowboard culture. <laughs> um, how often do you do you come back to Fort McMurray often uh, to visit or anything? Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, what about go-to spots here? Do you have any places like, you know what, I'm going back to the homeland, need to get me pizza from here, I need to get me sushi from here, anything like that? Right. Oh, uh, definitely, like, I love Hughes Pizza and, like, Joma's and OJ's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the classics, the staples. Um, uh, Just rip a corner else? store, like Donaire, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> no one makes no no one does donairs like McMurray, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely love those spots and uh, go to Brewskies with my parents uh, quite often. Or we go for, for breakfast at McCray's. Um, yeah, nice bunch of local places. Love that, and they'll yeah. love to hear that as well. Um, <laughs> say say like someone's listening right now, old, young, whatever it may be. Um, they they have it in their mind that they can't make it big because they're rural, they're isolated. Uh, hockey's like the dominant thing around here. What would you say to them? I don't know. I never really focused on that. I would say just do what you enjoy and good things will come. Hey, very simple. I love it. Anything else you would, uh, <laughs> anything else you would uh, like the, the listeners to know, Brooke? Anything else you want to add to the people in the RMWB? Um, no, just Thanks for everything. <laughs> hey, well, thank you so much uh, for taking some time and for joining me today. It was an absolute pleasure to, to get to chat with you. And best, li- best of luck with everything moving forward. You got uh, a whole bunch of people behind you cheering for you. Amazing. Thank you so much. That is all the time we have for today on Fort McMurray Matters. Huge shout out to Brooke Voigt, born and raised in Fort McMurray. She's going to her second Winter Olympic, first Pyeongchang and now Beijing. Uh, she's She snowboards, she's in the slope style, she's in the big air, she's incredibly talented. Uh, so again, big thank you for her for taking the time out of her day and chatting. Um, I'm Sean Kreitz. Thank you so much for tuning in to Fort McMurray Matters. If you want to hear this full episode or if you want to hear any other episodes, you can very easily go on over to our website hit the news tab it'll say for mcmurray matters you can find this one and many others like that or if you just want to log on through your smartphone you can go to uh, the google play or the apple store and you can download it wherever you get your podcasts as well thank you so much incredible show today and we'll talk to you later that's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.